Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Game Time Decisions. Level 2. Game Time Decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio. If you want a chance to win two tickets to a 2018 World Series game, go to dailyroller.com slash DKMS. Take a crack at playing free daily fantasy baseball. Play every day. It's totally free. Contests are sponsored by DKMS. are looking for your help in the fight against blood cancer. Every three minutes, an American is diagnosed with blood cancer. Only 30% of all blood donor patients are able to find compatible bone marrow donors in their family. Go to DailyRoto.com, DKMS, find out how you can help eradicate blood cancer and play free daily fantasy baseball with a shot at winning two tickets to a 2018 World Series game. All right, we got a lot of stuff to get to on the show here. We just got started with that anthem stuff, and Cam got fired up, and uh, I'm going to throw out a poll question. You know, there's not that thing that drives me crazy about society today is there's only two sides to every story, right? And people are locked in no matter what. There's, they, all, there's gray areas, man. Yeah, they think they, you know, they're not going to be changed. You know what I mean? People who watch Rachel Maddow want to hear Trump get ripped. People who watch Sean Hannity, people aren't watching the news to get learn anything. They're watching the news to watch someone yell something that they agree with, right? No one wants to be challenged on anything and look at, like, the this anthem stuff. There's, like, 25 different dynamics to this it isn't one it isn't two it isn't black it isn't white it isn't all oh, they hate the troops it isn't it's it's you know it's it's layered but it's not even about the anthem now they're on a collision course i'm telling you right now enjoy your nfl football because in two years there will be a strike lockout. strike slash lockout <laughs> whatever the hell you want to call it yeah, exactly. it's getting closer i agree with that i'm gonna ask people a poll question we'll get to but we got lou from gamblu Lou. 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 And uh, I was talking about how the NHL uh, playoffs uh, right now, uh, road teams have won 11 of the last 15 games. And I think Lou might have been on every uh, damn one of them. Well, he's, he's, he's been the Barking. champion ruff, of ruff, it. Ruff, yeah. ruff, yeah. Ruff, <laughs> Lou, Gambler, what's up, Lou? Not too much, guys. I, I'll tell you, we, for you know, this road thing in the NHL playoffs, uh, everybody's hot on it and talking about it this year, but I've been doing this for 40 years, and it's been a 40-year thing, let me tell you. Now, not always uh, will the underdogs be leading as they are right now. Uh, right now you got underdogs. Uh, actually, favorites are 40 and 36, but road teams are leading, and they are 41 and 35. Normally it's about that same difference the other way. But the road team's always solid in the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. Lou, I'm going to say one thing, and we've watched every game of the playoffs so far. For people that missed that last Washington-Tampa Bay game, I haven't seen a team play a perfect 60 minutes 
uh, like that in a really long time from from the first whistle to the end of the game, the way they hit Tampa Bay, the way they dominated the game. And I was telling Morency, we were talking about Vasilevsky, if not for him, Washington could have won that game by like, you know, six, seven goals. It was complete domination. I know it's back in Tampa Bay, but just taking a look at that performance, they seem like a different team with a different attitude and the physicality has really been ratcheted up a notch. Well, you got to understand the frustration that Washington has been through, and, and many people do, for the last 10 years. And for many, uh, for many of us who aren't pro athletes, we quit and we watch. But for guys like Ovechkin and these hockey players, it just burned, makes the dream and the focus and the goals uh, more tangible. They work harder to get them. And if anything, sports teaches us oftentimes that perseverance will be rewarded. And I think in this case, Ovechkin has a great opportunity to be rewarded for his perseverance. If there's a hockey god, they're going to give it to him. Yeah. I mean, he's been a man possessed. The Capitals, you guys have mentioned it. They, they have outplayed them. Uh, they've, out, they've outshot him by an average of 10 shots uh, per, per game. If not for Vasilevsky, you know, no, the series could be over. And Gabe, you know, back even in the, the old series. That out hitting thing, too. We talked about it. 30-19 in hits. Like, they just look like they want it more, you know. But I, Stamkos has been an underachiever yeah. in these spots, too. True. It's tough. I, you know, my deal here is, Lou, is just that does momentum carry over and, and to the next game in, in hockey? I'm not sure it does. And it seems to me that hockey is one of the more crueler sports as far as working hard, being the better team, and ending up getting screwed. It's almost like life hockey. <laughs> Very when, when, we get, when we get to this stage, the, the differences become so minute. A, a funny bounce. Exactly. The puck, the, yeah. the puck hits the pole or the metal instead of the going into the back of a net. Uh, it, I hate to be that guy, guys. are so small. I hate to be that guy. Don't, that guy. don't be that guy. I'm going to be that no, guy right don't now. Don't be that guy. I'm going to be that guy right now. <laughs> First goal of the game is pretty big. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> will be. No, but it really is. No, it's huge. It's huge. Yeah, it really is. Like in hockey, just, it's in huge. Game seven, with the mentality of the, like, if like you're baseball. The Cap, if yeah. you're the Capitals, yeah. you go out there, you score. You're like, man, we got this. We're going to the cup. Everything. Oh, I know. Tampa suddenly is like, holy shit, everything's falling apart. I know. You know, Tampa scores early. It's like, man, screw momentum. We're up one nothing. We're at home. Bunch of crazy Floridians it's, high on basalt, pounding the glass. <laughs> and think you about the other sports. First run in baseball, you can come back. Little run early in basketball, you can come back. Hockey, it's one of those things. And you know, Lou, like deflating. Like, look what happened to the Jets. Look what happened to the Jets. When Vegas scored that, uh, that when the Jets tied it 1-1 and Vegas scored that second goal and made it 2-1, that place was done. It was like a funeral, and then Fleury made a couple saves, exactly. and, and they tapped out. They tapped out. So that's the thing. Yeah, in, in no other sport, you could say that you need that first goal. You need to change things, especially if you're the road team. You could really put the home team in a bad spot, Lou. Yeah, the first goal is big. It's not critical, but it's big. Uh, I, I, and I don't want to downplay Tampa's capability. Let, let's not forget that Washington was world beaters when they went to Tampa and beat them in the first two games, and then three games straight, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay. So, yeah, Washington played a very good, desperate game because it was an elimination game for them, 
But Tampa's going to play better tonight because, oh, by the way, it's an elimination game for both teams tonight. So this, is, this ain't going to be easy. This is going to be passion, hatred, and what the Stanley Cup tournament is all about. I love it. Passion and hatred. Yes. It's so true, though. So true. Hey, but think about Ovechkin, too, like how much bad luck he has. Those Washington teams, the one year they were the best, they ran into Halak, who basically played like that one playoff series that was the best goaltending he ever had in his life. Then it was Sidney Crosby, part one, part two. Like everything, nothing has worked for this guy. Like, come on, man. If I was, come on, throw him a bone. If I was Gary Bettman, though, I'd be worried about uh, the Washington Capitals and Ovechkin uh, getting to the Stanley Cup. Robert Mueller's going to want to talk to him about Russian collusion. He's going to believe. He's going to believe that uh, you know that's it. Uh, Putin and yeah. R- RT Television. Yeah, that's right. Facebook somehow. Hey Ovechkin, what's going on? Yeah. Face, face. You know. Hey, gonna, I yeah, also, I will hey, also hey. say though, guys. Uh, I'll also add that yeah, it, 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 no one's been more frustrated uh, by by what's happened in Ovechkin, and, and and really he's been the guy that's had nothing to do with it. He's never over. He's never underachieved. The guy is a pure all-out man's man. He's a beast, and he's always played that way. But let's look. There's futility on the Tampa side, too. Let's not forget, 2015, they get all the way to the cup. No, Stamkos, uh, Stamkos has something to prove here. He does. He, you know, he does. They you do, know? And so does Cooper. So the, the whole team does. Listen, they get to the they get to the cup against Chicago. They lose in the they lose in the sixth game, and she, and that's Chicago's run when they won three of six. And Bishop was hurt. Now you go to this last year, or two, excuse me, 2016, and Tampa plays in the Wales Conference Game Seven Final against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh wins and goes on to win back-to-back Stanley Cups. So, and, and in that series, Stamkos and Bishop were hurt. So believe me, Tampa Bay's gripping, and they didn't want to lose that game six. They did not want to play at home tonight, and now you've got a one-game takes it all. It's interesting, too. Think about all the guys on Tampa Bay that were with that Rangers team. That, that they've been close before, too. The McDonough's of the world. These guys have tasted heartbreak. So it's like heartbreak city with all these guys, Lou, that have gotten close before. That's why I could say, like, we don't talk about this, like, being epic, but I'm so excited about tonight's game. Like, I think it's going to be, like, these guys are just going to pound in the crap out of each other. If it was anything like game six, man, it's going to be absolutely epic. It's going to be a better game than game six, and it's going to be a game filled with hatred, passion, and fury. Just the way the three of us like it. Yeah, I love it. You added fury. I in like there, fury. Too. Yeah, that was <laughs> three emotion parlay. Three fury. Fury. <laughs> Tampa Bay have been outshot two hundred and nine to one forty-five wow. in the series. Twenty-four shots on goal only in game uh, uh, in game six. Have not scored a goal, guys, since uh, thirty-three seconds into the second period of game five on Saturday night. Unbelievable. Well, though, but we got to be aware, you know, I'm not a big rearview mirror guy, but we should be aware of each of these teams' histories in Game 7, okay? Tampa Bay, 5-2, and 3-0 at home. Capitals, 4-11, and 1-3 on the road. Yeah. That, doesn't yeah. bode well for, that doesn't bode well for Washington, but again, that's the rearview mirror. But, I say but, what happened yesterday has nothing to do with today. 
I like your style. Yeah, I, I like it too. For like Lou, forget about it. Forget and, about it. As we were talking well, about as well, guys. Also, the, the last capture, fifty-one. Capture. Go ahead, Lou. <laughs> I'm sorry. I I, yeah. I hate to uh, interrupt you. No, no. We are. We are. You getting excited? The Caps are seven and two on the road this playoff season too. Seven and two on the road. Nice. No, I like that. We're. Are you, we're all, are we all riding the Caps tonight? I know Lou's got that. Don't you got that eighteen to one ticket in your pocket, Lou? It's twelve to one. I oh, do. 12. Uh, and and I've posted my full, uh, complete write up on this game seven on the website. But it's very similar to what we're talking about here. And and yes, I'm on Washington. Gabe, I just checked something online, and uh, we'll talk about it during the DFS betting hour. I'm I'm taking Washington to win the Stanley Cup right now. If I believe they're going to win this game, they're plus one twenty or one thirty. They're now three to one, so they're in there. So they'll you get them. Under, under, they'll be yeah. an underdog to Vegas. Yeah, so three to one though, and Vegas right now is uh, even money. They're minus one hundred five. So, but Vegas is sitting there with a lot of time off right now, thinking, "Wow, you know, these we're going to watch these teams beat the crap out of each other." Vegas is in a really good situation for rest. We were talking about uh, pressure on Stamkos. Stamkos at least has been to a Stanley Cup uh, final uh, before. Uh, a player that has disappeared for the Tampa Bay Lightning, Tyler Johnson. Yeah, where'd he go? Well, he's, he's, he's a ghost. Yeah, Casper. <laughs> uh, he's Casper. He hasn't scored in, in nine games. It's a problem. That is a big problem. Gord, Gord, he, but, Gord's good, and uh, Kucherov's uh, he's a killer. They get in there, they get to that early goal though. Everything changes. Party time. Yeah, I know. I know. Anything can happen, guys. It's tough. I mean, to me, this game's more of a pick 'em. Washington, yeah, Washington have been a better team. I'm not going to argue that, but I think anything can happen uh, this evening. I've been um, I've been doing pretty well with the totals in this series. I got screwed when I was in Halifax. Um, I had uh, under six. I got the push with that stupid goal with one second left. Oh, yeah, that you, you were losing your mind. Oh, that pissed me off, that goal. <laughs> <laughs> the guy just lobbed it from the blue line. It took like three seconds to get out of that. I was like, no, no. Uh, but 3 nothing in the last game, 3-2 in the game before, and then we had four twos. Every total, Lou, in this series was six, uh, two, Camp. Every total was six. They finally put a freaking five and a half ah. on the board. Ah, I wanted another. Uh, I wanted it's another six. One. I wanted another six. The five. It's tough to bet an under five and a half. It is. But I, I do think it's going to be a lower scoring game, though, Lou. Vasilevsky, two point five five goals against and a nine twenty save average. Holpe, two point one six goals against nine point one nine. If this this looks to like a two to one to me. Yeah, I. For all the talk about what I would, I would do, yeah. I would look for props, guys. Forget the five and a half. You like the under, find an under five and get plus 200 or get plus 160, whatever that number would be, and you'll push on the five. Yeah, I, that'll, I'm telling you, this, there ain't going to be no goals in this game. That'll pop up. Uh... That'll pop up quickly in the end. They have a lot of these other ones, like Capitals to win one nothing, forty to one. Capitals uh, to win two to one, don't twelve do to one. You don't like those, Lou? Yeah, no, forget about those. They're, they're, they're just, those are, they're just they're raping you. They're raping you on those things. Uh, Alexander Ovechkin to to, to yeah, we can you can uh, bet the goal scores tonight. Yep, Alexander Ovechkin to score tonight, plus one ten. Nah, not enough. Not enough. There. Not enough. All right, not Tyler enough. Johnson hasn't scored in nine freaking games. Is he going to score tonight? No. What's his not? Plus three hundred to score. Yeah, you know, I, 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 what I would say is, it, it's just like Super Bowls. 
it, it, it's liable to be people we don't expect. And, and so, yeah, do the, do the stars on each team exactly. show up? They do. They absolutely do. But you're going to have something funny. Here's one. Uh, Here's just, one, guys. Just like Reeves. You know, Devon- Reeves tips that in for Vegas. So, Devontae Smith. Pelly, that's exactly what I was thinking. He scored the last game. 12 to 1. 12 to 1. A guy like him. 12 to 1. Bangs in a loose puck. Exactly. Chandler Stevenson, 12 yeah, to 1. Yeah, but it won't be him. He, he's too recent. It, it'll be, it, it won't be him. you got to find some other mutt. Like a, I, I'll tell you, I like the Tyler Johnson. When you just as soon as you bury him and you think he's not going to be there, some puck's going to bounce off his forehead and go into the net. I'm telling you, that's how this is going to go. So, I, uh, Lou, there was a lot of talk earlier in the week. You said what happens yesterday has no bearing on what's going to happen uh, tonight or tomorrow. Um, Las Vegas uh, touched uh, the conference championship trophy, oh. and uh, some people thought that uh, you know a lot of people think it's it's bad luck to uh, to touch the championship trophy, but we exposed that as a fallacy yep. and an old wise uh, wives' tale. As uh, the fact of the matter is, you know, Sidney Crosby's won the last three uh, Stanley Cups by touching it. Groping it. The one time he lost, yeah, he, he didn't touch it. That's a team-by-team team thing, and I totally respect. I'm a very superstitious guy myself, so I understand if you want to or you don't. And the fact that uh, uh, the kid that, that touched it uh, was told by the captain to go over there and touch it, so he touches it. Who gives a hoot? None of that. To me, you better be playing good hockey. And if I'm Vegas, seven full days plus of rest. Uh, uh, we're going to I'm a break here, Lou. That that's, gonna, that's too much. Ready to rage radio yes. continues. Hang in here, Lou. Hang we'll in there, right Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Shout out to Muhammad Jabba for doing it like my hockey is cruel you can work harder beat a better team and still end up getting screwed kind of like life it's his best quote i've heard in a while it's true yeah the road to hell was it, paved with good intentions yeah that's why like uh yogi barra stated when you get to the uh fork in the road you take it <laughs> yogi barra was the best great great lines oh yeah, yeah he's got he's got like he's got like 50 50 really good sort of... Yeah, quotable, legendary, like, boom. Yeah, I mean, people know him for it ain't over till it's over, but he's, he's got uh, the deja vu. It was like deja vu all over again is a good one. Yeah. He's got he's got some good ones. All right, uh, Lou, we'll get into some MMA right now momentarily, but just quickly because um, the couple start. So Vegas are in right now, and um, as you mentioned, so Vegas would be small favorites against Washington, but Tampa would be favorites against Vegas. Um, do, do you like Vegas to win, or do you think Vegas has a better chance against one team or the other? At this point, it, it just seems like stepping in front of a freight train. 
does. That's coming at you at 180 miles an hour to, to bet against the Las Vegas Golden Knights right now. They made it this far. You know, there's no reason why they don't win the cup now, no matter who they play, in my opinion. But it'll be damn entertaining either way. It'd be good hockey, but Vegas versus Washington really would be off the hook. That'd be some great stuff. Ovechkin and Backstrom and these guys in yep. Vegas and, you know, the the nation's capital and Sin City. It's just it's some great stuff there. But what, what's your uh, what's your quick take on the cup? And we'll get to the UFC. I think that Vegas matches up way better with Tampa. Um, and I think uh, those two teams are, are much more closely aligned by the way they play, quickness, layers, goaltending, et cetera. I believe that Washington, uh, even though they'll come an underdog to Vegas, that's a mistake. Uh, both, both the teams in the East have way too much experience. And I wonder with Fleury at a 947 save percentage, if he keeps that up, they win. I don't think he can do it. I think he regresses, and I think the rest is too much for Vegas. I like Washington. I hope it's Washington against Vegas because you can get them at a dog. I'm on Washington, too. Let's talk some fights. And uh, you know what? I'll be honest with you. A lot of the times, you know, to be honest, for the last, like, two years or so, the UFC has sort of become to me like um, it's sort of like a, a Wednesday night Mac game. I'll watch it. I'll yeah. bet it. But it's yeah. it's just a TV betting event. Toledo Bowling Green. Yeah, you know, there's just there's so many cards. Yeah. They just throw a bunch of crap together. They don't give a shit about their fans. They don't give a shit about their fighters. So, you know, I've been worn out from, from a fan standpoint. I'm not going to lie. Uh, but like I said, you know, I enjoy the sport itself still. And I'm still a better. So I like betting on it. But... With that being stated, I look at this card, uh, Lou, and um, it intrigues me. I think we got we got a wicked main event. Like this, this is the, this is cool stuff right here. You know, two two solid fighters, man. A great fighter in Stephen Thompson, a great up and coming fighter in Darren Till. Uh, we got Jason Knight, who's always a lot of fun to watch a fight. He's coming off a two loss uh, losing streak. Uh, Tom Breeze. Uh, returns yeah, easy breezy uh, to the octagon after a couple of years. My, my boy Daniel Kelly, man, who was six and one in his first seven fights, Cam in the UFC, all as an underdog. He's plus two fifty five again. Dude, this guy's made me so much money over the years, but might be the end of the line for him. He's getting old, dude. And I say that as someone that's like ten years older than him. He's getting old, but I think this is a fun card. Yeah, hard for me to call Daniel Kelly old. Lou, I'm forty seven, right? But you know what I mean. He's getting old. <laughs> Yeah, I understand. I, I wasn't going to say anything. I can tell you that. <laughs> All right, let's start off with Till. Man, Stephen Thompson. Listen, I think Stephen Thompson, he ought to worry about the wrestling uh, with Tyron Woodley. And, you know, those were great fights. You could argue, you know, what happened in the first fight. But he ought to worry about the wrestling with Woodley. He doesn't have to worry about the wrestling with Till. You know, Till is a unique dude, and he's not your typical Brit guy that doesn't know anything. I mean, I, I think he spent time in Brazil. His parents lived there. So he's he's been exposed. Like, he can kick box. He can kick. He's got a Muay Thai game, et cetera, and which that's rare for a British fighter, guys, for the most part. These guys are mostly, like, sluggers and... Yeah. Bar fighter, yeah. bar fighters, tasty white guys that don't wrestle, <laughs> yeah. tough as hell, and you know what I mean. But you know where I'm going with this, Lou. But the Wonder Boy, man, he's just so dynamic, man. He can kick you in the face, and you don't even see it coming. It's like a bullet. I gotta like the Wonder Boy here as a small underdog. 
Um, I'm I'm looking at he's like minus 115 or minus 120, but let's understand he opened minus 165, and at one at minus 160, it's my opinion that Stevie Wonderboy Thompson is a value against Darren Till. At minus 115 or minus 120, it's stop listening to me right now. Go to your computer, get on there, and punch in Stevie Wonderboy Thompson, and I'll tell you why. Darren Till is about to earn his Ph.D. in MMA. He's an extremely one-dimensional fighter, but that dimension is his size, his power, and his strength. But he telegraphs his punches. He gets tired early, and his arms drop, and he has that straight, upright English boxing style that protrudes that jaw out there. This yeah. is also a five-round fight. If you look at any of freaking uh, Till's past fights, he, he painted Nicholas Darby, who's a journeyman. He painted his fence for two rounds and then got 10-8 in the third round because he was out of juice, and Nicholas Darby took him down. And then against Bojan Velakovic, who is just a step up from a journeyman fighter, the same thing happened. He got tired, and he, he was getting punched. His arm sagged, and his chin goes up. This is a complete mismatch. And the reason that Till is getting money is because of what he did to the 155-pound Donald Cerrone, who, oh, by the way, didn't study, didn't know who he was fighting against, and showed up uh, against Till after a couple nights of drinking 20 Budweiser. So uh, I'm telling you, this is a bad, bad night for Till. Lou's I like fired it. up. Today. I love Lou. The best is painted his fence for two rounds. Lou's bringing love his A game today. So, yes. Jason Knight, uh, a guy that, uh, according to Mississippi, trained by Alan Belcher, you know, an, an explosive fighter, another uh, fighter that um, I was riding, uh, but he has lost two fights in a row. What do you make uh, of this fight against uh, Amir Khani here? Um, yeah, but the two fights that this kid Knight lost, he got schooled against a guy way more polished in class at the time in uh, in Lamas, Ricardo Lamas. And then we just saw what Benitez did this past weekend. Benitez beats him. And so really uh, what I found was uh, his body of work, Benitez, Lamas, even in losses, and then Gaz Skelly, all of those guys are better than the – the last three people that uh, Amir Khani has fought. And when Amir Khani fought a physical, talented fighter in Allen, Arnold Allen, he got beat. So uh, Wilkinson, Fullen, who I can beat up, and Ogle, who I can beat up, are not the kind of, they're not the kind of fighters that, that give me any kind of confidence. Amir Khani going to go out there and try and dance around but as soon as Mississippi Neen gets his hands on him, he's going to take him down and beat his ass. <laughs> Told you, lose bring I, I, I <laughs> sure is. Here's another one. Uh, and Knight opens 230, and now he's 155. I'm going to keep watching to see how low that number can go, but but I've, I got my eyes on Mr. Mississippi here big time. Cam was talking about a uh, Tom Cool Breeze. Yeah, Tommy Cool Breeze. But your boy Kelly makes you money. To plus 255. But uh, Kelly's older. Breeze a big dude. Uh, Stylistically, it's kind of a, it's a good matchup for Breeze. But, Lou, what about the ring rust? Hasn't fought in two years. Yeah, he's a big, huge, powerful jammer. And Kelly's just going to have to get in tight quick and try and make this thing an ugly brawl on the mat. 
I just, I love Kelly. He, he's just nothing but grit and class, but he's giving away 16 years to a man that's going to be so much larger and bigger than him, and they're both lefties. Uh, this is a bad spot for, for Kelly. They got some good handles on this card. Tom Breeze, Mads Burnell. I, li- I like this. Uh, Arnold Allen. Yeah. <laughs> Arnold Allen. Arnold Allen, minus 270. Davey Grant, Manny uh, Bermudez. What about my namesake, Stu Dog? Is he going to get beat down? Darren Stewart against uh, Spice Lee. Yeah, what are your thoughts on those fights, Lou? And we'll get to the, the prelims in which uh, some interesting prelim fights actually here. The early uh, fights are interesting, but... Uh, let's go with uh, Neil Magny and Craig White here. Craig White is a late replacement, Cage Warriors guy, stepping up and in. Neil Magny's a minus 600 favorite. Uh, Lou, wow. quick, quick take on that one. No clue who White is. Magny should sail and, and then look for another fight that's, you know, more his, you know, level of competition. I am well, supposed, it was supposed by... to be Gunnar Nelson, right? It was supposed to be Gunnar Nelson. That would have been – I couldn't I – w- I was really looking forward to that fight, but, you know, the – Getting hurt is part of this business, and you got to adapt and overcome. Arnold Allen and uh, Burnell. Allen's minus 270. Any thoughts on that fight? Yeah, he's a complete fighter, and he's going to want to – I think he's going to want to keep it standing and, and use his quickness and try and piece Mads Burnell up. And, and Burnell, obviously, if he can get this fight to the floor, it's his chance. So if the fight happens on the floor, look for Burnell to be live, but I don't know if he can get it there. I, I, I see a kind of a chalky card here. Um, interesting. All right, Lou, uh, we'll blast through these fights. We've got about seven minutes. We can't keep you all day. You're a busy man. Yeah, he is. All right, uh, Lena Landsberg, of course. She made her UFC debut against Cyborg Santos. She's taking on this Gina Mazzani. Uh, Landsberg's minus one at 10 in this fight. Our boy, Elias Theodoro, is a minus 400 favorite. Surprised to see it uh, this high. Trevor Smith is a tough dude. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a big price uh, right there. You got this Molly McCann. Uh, Molly McCann makes her debut. She's like uh, like we were talking about. She's a tough British chick. That oh, yeah. Boxes she walks and, in the bar and just bam. Yeah, she's a mean. She's like mean, too. Like, yeah. she's like. Uh, <laughs> she likes to fight. Aren't yeah. they all? Aren't they all? Nordim Taleb, another yeah. Canadian. Women, uh, women fighters, that is. Women fighters, then. Yeah, women fighters. Me, well, me. That's, people always ask me, Marenzi, what do you think of the Amanda Nunes fight? I always say, I have the same luck betting women as I do dating women. Yeah. Not good. <laughs> so. <laughs> that's a cheap old Roddy uh, Dangerfield. I, it is, but I love them. I yeah, love those yeah. lines. So what, what do you think of these prelim uh, fights I hear? With Landsberg, Mazzani, Elias Theodore, Trevor Smith, uh, Molly McCann, uh, Robertson. Uh, Brad Scott, Nordin Taleb, etc. We got about five minutes here, Lou. What do you make of the early uh, fight uh, fights here? These are all due diligence fights for me. In that, I'm going to learn by watching them at 6 a.m. on Sunday morning. Theodore was a, a reasonable favorite. He should be. Landsberg opens 185, and now she's a pick. So I've got to. Li- I'll watch her at weigh-ins. Uh, but the rest of these fights are regional guys. I got to watch and learn, not try and bet. So right now, Lou, your your best. You love Thompson at plus one hundred. Put that on the betting card. Click it and night at one fifty five. Those are ones that you like. And what else? If you're going to do three or four bets, what are your uh, three or four top plays, buddy? I, I've released Thompson. So right now, I'm hanging my hat on him. 
I'm going to be I'm going to be looking at the Burnell Allen, the Knight Amir Khani, and the Spicely Stewart fights, mostly to see where those lines go and how these guys weigh in. But this is liable to be a one or two bet card for me until we get to uh, a, a couple of the cards upcoming that I think are deeper with opportunity to profit. Lou did it again, Gabe. Exactly what we talk about. See. Not forcing it. Yeah, I'm only going to bet a couple fights. You know, pick a spot, make the units. We have a lot to learn from you, Lou, and your discipline. It's uh, very appreciated. Well, thank you. Um, but I, I mean, to me, I got a website. I, I post all my results, and I, you know, it's a business, and so I, I work really hard to win. And betting three or four fights on this card ain't going to help me win. Lou, Gamblu.com. Great stuff as always, uh, Lou. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us. Enjoy Game 7 uh, this evening. Enjoy the fights uh, this weekend. You too, guys. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next week, and thanks. Take care, Lou. There's Lou. Lou's you know, Diamondbacks, too. He talked, didn't he have the under? They're almost 500 now, yeah, Marenzi. It's getting better It's 25 and 24 now. Things keep coming what up, is, Lou. Yeah, things are coming up, Lou. Big time, man. I, I can't believe this team, the way they're they're faltering right now. Like Goldschmidt, they're str- he's struggling. Like, they can't get it done, man. Like, Milwaukee's just taking these guys out to the woodshed. I can't believe they're they're only one game over 500 now. Nuts. Things You talk about these streaks in baseball, man. Things change quick. It's been a big series with the Atlanta Braves and the Philadelphia hey, Phillies. Padres are up one nothing. I just I live bet them, like, a few minutes ago. Braves and Phillies, surprisingly, uh, both, uh, you know, really, really overachieving so far this year. But True. It's very, very important, actually. You know, they don't play each other again until September. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. We don't know if these teams will still be impactful uh, come September. We talked about the Toronto Blue Jays camp being an unpredictable bunch, and uh, the Blue Jays really just are an unpredictable team. Like It's like flipping a coin with this team. Yeah, well, I they're, was... they're a 500 team, so it's just it's random. It is random. That first inning, they really jumped... Uh... They jumped on uh, the Angels there. It was 5 to nothing early. A huge error produced four runs. Actually, our pitcher, he only gave up one earned run in that game on, uh, for the DK uh, Daily Fantasy lineup game. Tonight, though, with old Boss Skaggs going against Sanchez, I know sometimes you like Sanchez. I, I, I love the Angels in this spot tonight, especially they coming off that 5-3 to three loss. They, they came back, couldn't get it all the way back. But tonight, I think it's a, a good pitching matchup. I think uh, the Angels will get to Sanchez, and you only have to lay 20 cents. I think it's going to be on my uh, betting card tonight. I don't, I don't want to pick on the Blue Jays all the time, but uh, I think it's a good spot to take the Angels. I see some decent spots here tonight. Uh, Boston Red Sox, minus 135. Archer's really been struggling. He's not the pitcher that he used to be. David Price has actually pitched well um, this year. I think Since uh, his carpal tunnel stuff, his last start, he's, uh, he's been doing pretty good. Yeah, he laid off the Fortnite. Yeah, exactly. Stop playing the games. Pitch. Stop pitch. hiding in the bushes playing <laughs> Fortnite. Fortnite. Yeah, David Price hides in the bushes when he plays Fortnite. Uh, uh, yeah, so the Red Sox are minus 135 in this game. I think, I think that's a decent play. Pittsburgh Pirates, uh, nice, cool summer. Uh, you're talking about uh, Tom Cool Breeze? Cool. Cool, cool breeze versus dope Homer Bailey. Homer Bailey's been terrible. That that total of nine and a half. Actually, Cincinnati. A lot of their guys have great numbers uh, against the style of Cool and Homer Bailey. His numbers are atrocious. I could see a, a real uh, lot of runs being scored in this baseball game. Gave him for National League nine and a half. I, I lean over. I don't like Arietta's May uh, numbers in his career from Mark Lawrence's database, uh, but. He's in good form uh, right now. I actually think the Phillies are in a decent spot here. 
Yeah, I actually have a lean to the Phillies in tonight's game. And the one thing we didn't talk with Lawrence's uh, database, take a look at this one. Dan Straley is 6-0 in May for the Miami Marlins. He's plus 210 against DeGrom and the Mets tonight. Very interesting. Big pooch, the Marlins. Justin Bohr, big numbers against uh, DeGrom. I like Bohr. Bohr will not be heavily owned tonight either because they're going to be, oh, I don't want to mess with DeGrom. Exactly. We'll break that down to DFS hour. Lineup lock live. Cam's got uh, 84 golf, golf picks. picks. <laughs> Playing daily fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com slash premium and learn more about our awesome product. time decision yeah that apple looks really good you got a good one nice and uh, crunchy i don't like soft fruit dig deep now the only thing you want soft is your ice cream <laughs> soft serve yeah i love soft serve i'm i'm learning how to run the machine cape it's a it's a heavy process you got to get the air just right and it's all in the wrist to get the swirl. To get the swirl, you have to really know what you're doing. We'll see. You should get business cards. What, Cam? Stewart? It says a soft... Soft-serve soft specialist. Soft-serve soft specialist. Soft-serve specialist. I think they're having their, uh, as you said, soft opening this weekend because there's a lot of, uh, as I mentioned, conferences in town. I think there's a, there's a big, big uh, mineral conference, I think, going on with the investors. There's a marijuana conference. There's all sorts of things. There's like three or four huge things going on, and uh, lots of soft serve and coffee will be served up for free. Free samples. There's another good card. <laughs> marijuana and mineral specialist. Yeah, marijuana and minerals. You got it, buddy. It's the best. I was talking to Scrovy. The guy's got a soft serve machine that's worth like as much as a car. And the guy, I go, dude, like you don't seem to understand the concept. Like you're going to be giving ice cream away for free on Friday. Like you need more buckets. You have to have stuff <laughs> pre-made in the fridge. He's like, oh, yeah, whatever. Like, I don't think he understands the concept that it takes 40 minutes to create a new batch. But anyway, I'm only a part owner of the store. He says uh, because of uh, the help and stuff, Gabe, I get 5%. But like the horse... It's probably going to lose money, and I'll end up buying a neck, another yeah. soft serve machine. He's going to tell you you owe him like thirteen thousand dollars because I ate all the profits. It's like the horse, exactly. <laughs> Instead of hay, I'm eating ice cream and sugar goats. It's like when I uh, I cut the deal with a Dairy Queen once that was above me. I like that. And uh, we we tried to cut a deal like all we could eat ice cream, so they could display a big ice cream cone on my balcony. Nice. And uh, we always used to like go over go over our limit like ten days into the month. <laughs> Yeah, they give you a monthly. And we go back yeah, and like yeah, argue. Yeah. No, 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 we're not over the limit. 
I used to go like for whatever, whatever the most expensive thing in there too, right? Like I tried. Yeah, to, well, if, you, if I saw an ice cream cake, I was on it. <laughs> oh yeah, screw the soft serve. It's only like two bucks. You got to go for that nineteen twenty-five dollar cake. And they yeah. tried to tell us, oh, we'll give you a one hundred uh, soft serve ice cream cones a month. That's not enough. I was like, no, no, no. You're giving us the the ice cream sandwiches. That's right. Trust me, from a guy that knows soft serve, Gabe. It's a pretty cheap, cheap product to make. It's simply, <laughs> like, honestly, they have stuff now. It's in a powdered bag. You just come in there, the bag, you throw it in with water. Me, me, me. You get a you get a super industrial blender. You froth it up. You let it sit 20 minutes in the fridge, and you pour it into the machine. Then the magic happens. All right, so we did a poll question. How was, what was the poll question? The poll question is, what what is in Cam's bag today? Oh. No, no, that's not the poll uh, question. I just, yeah. Although I wouldn't mind checking out okay. your bag. Your bag looks a little light, though. It's light today. It's a little I, didn't hit, I didn't hit the meat department because I don't have a lot of money, as you heard the stories recently. No, the poll question uh, is, should they continue to play the National Anthem Cam at games? Like, you know, regular season games. Like, they don't play God Save the Queen before an EPL soccer no, match. No, they play the, the clubs. Like, Liverpool play yeah. You Will Never Walk Alone. Like, they'll play their club team song. Yeah, or like a popular, like, Oasis song. Or whatever team, yeah, whatever song they're, you know, the fans are, are big on. So the poll question is, uh, should should they just play the national anthem at international events, guys? Or or keep it keep it as it is in pro leagues? Or just, like, not at all? Uh, essentially, um, or you know what? I think a good me personally. I think for the uh, the National Football League, even though it's not going to happen you know, because people would freak out, but you just stop playing the national anthem before the game, and you play the national anthem before the Super Bowl. You hire your big celebrity of the year, and that's the big deal. You know, people, as it is now, and the, people will appreciate it, yeah, I guess, if, more if you're going to do it once. How many people uh, are people like, uh, dude? People are pissing, buying nachos, getting beer, coming into the stadium during the anthem. Not just that, for people who play fantasy and betters, when you buy the super, you, you buy the ticket, you're going to the any other game that you can find where the action is beginning. Everyone just goes skip, 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 and you get right to the action, man. There's so many damn games, right? You're not waiting through an anthem when another game's kicking off. You're going to go to the one that the, where the action's right there. Sorry, I hate to sound like that, but that's just the damn truth. Well, just the truth. Yeah, that that's shameful, Ken. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> Every sporting event that I've ever watched in my life, when the national anthem comes on, I get up off my couch. Yes. I put my hand on my heart. Yeah. And I show some respect. Yeah, take off your damn hat. No, that's the thing. Like. The best is too. Broadcasters getting pissed about an, about players taking a knee. You're sitting down. down. <laughs> like you'll have the announcer sitting down, and that, that's the whole thing. The whole hypocrisy of this is just ridiculous. And it was never meant to hate the troops. But I'm not trying to relive this. But honestly, like I said, they don't play the national anthem, and they're pretty freaking patriotic in in Spain and in a lot of these countries. But they don't play the national anthem before. They play their own fight song. They have their own Club team. They have their own song. So you're saying. And it's not a club song team. Like I said, they have a popular song that's associated with that team. You know, like, uh, 
Like I said, Liverpool with Oasis. They were cranking every time they win. Yeah. They crank. Liverpool Oasis. has that song though. You, they, that's you. You'll never walk you, Yeah, it's like a very, very You'll famous never walk song. Alone. Like yeah. they, people there are like crying. They got it on vinyl. Like trust me, I know a Liverpool well, fan. They're like, like, yeah, yeah, they're like going wild. Songs. Yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah. Like it's yeah. But not every team in EPL has like a folk song. No, they can use a song from an some artist. of them. Just yes. have an Oasis song or yep. you know Led Zeppelin or New Modern, whatever you know. So you're saying in the NFL like. The Seattle Seahawks should get like Pearl Jam or somebody to do like a yes. song. each team and, and each band represent your region do like a, a, a team song. Yeah, I'm saying yeah, you don't have it. You know, basically. Hey, there we go. And now you're Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> ah, ah, even flow feels so alive. Hey, hey. You know, and then, then they come out, whatever. You know, the Raptors can play a Drake song. Yeah, that's the NBA. That's what they will. The NBA avoids this. The NBA plays a national anthem, but they play the national anthem like ten minutes before the game starts, right? So they're not—they're like they're not disrespecting anybody, but they just do it early. They do it, and they have and to worry no about one, it. Yeah, the arena's People half like, empty. Yeah. No one really, and they make it dark too. So they do it basically when the players come out. It's dark, and the players are just standing there in the dark. You can't even see the damn players. They don't really have singers. You know, like they'll blast off sort of the tape with the music. You know what can, I mean? Can production. I like it. <laughs> it's like a lot of college football games and stuff. Yeah, same thing. They don't have singers. You have a cheap tape. They can't afford singers. Yeah, applaud here and tape here. <laughs> so ask people, should they just play the national? Do you think they should play the national? Like, do you need to see? Like, do you Do you need to hear the national anthem if you're going to a Toronto Maple Leaf game? No. Like, when you're going to see the Leafs play the Avalanche, like, is that, well, you know, what's the purpose of it? Yeah. Well, know what they do during the game. They have they, that, so, so, know what it is more for? It's more for now on the TV. It's the giant flag that they do. So you, know where they, you, you know where they hand the flag to know, everybody and stuff is, like that? Half the league is from Finland. I know. It's, it's like true. in baseball, all right? And it's not a problem in baseball because everyone just stands anyways. Yeah. They don't care. They just, whatever, they lean in the <laughs> exactly. dugout. play there. the game. <laughs> they lean in the dugout. <laughs> and like I said, half the guys at baseball don't even, they're not even American. Such such a great, like, you know what such I mean? a great point. How come football is the only sport well, that's where it's why kind in, of like you know, everyone's well, going wild? That's why in, in the EPL, all the stars are from all over the world. So they're like, yep. you know what? Screw this. Half our team's not even from England. We're going to play the England National Anthem. We're going to play God Save the Queen every time we play a soccer game. You know, they started this with God Bless America after 9-11 in the seventh inning at Yankee Stadium. And a couple of people sort of brought it up, like, hey, we're going to do this forever? And it's like, hey, uh, because you look like a jerk. What, you're not patriotic? (laughs) It's like, well, what, are we going to sing a song after every inning now? Yes. It's a baseball game. But the answer is yes. And the thing is, you have a bunch of people in the crowd who are wearing, like, uh, Stars and Stripes bandanas, wife beaters, American flag Speedos, puking up nachos and Budweiser on their USA flag T-shirt. Couldn't name, like, you know, half the words in the song if you offered them a free trailer in in Tennessee. And, uh, you know, they hate Colin Kaepernick, you know. They can't even spell stars and stripes. <laughs> and the yeah. NFL, I'm not done. No, I know. Keep on going, buddy. You're feeling it. Uh, the NFL, the NFL owners, if you son of a bitches are so patriotic, how come you don't hire more troops? 
if you son of a bitch yeah. are so patriotic, how come you don't give tickets to the troops? Yes. If you're so patriotic, how come you charge the Pentagon for your military days and your military displays? You've made millions of dollars off of taxpayers and charging the various military branches and the Pentagon to promote them and to honor them. It's like the NFL, like um, with the, with their breast cancer crap, when they sell the pink crap. That money doesn't go. That money doesn't go like to breast cancer research. That money doesn't go to like some lady that you know is down on her luck and basically starving, and she's got no money and she's dying of cancer. Cam, that money goes. They well, if you it's very they're like lawyers, right? They yeah. put it in the, the awareness. No. It's breast cancer awareness month. We didn't say yeah, that we're, we're donating giving the money. Yeah, the money's going to us. Yeah, yeah. We didn't say we're, we're donating the money. Donating the money to anybody. No. We said that we're making awareness of breast cancer, which we yeah. are. Yep. By wearing pink gear, yeah. and which we and are we selling. and we'll keep the money, and then we will make awareness by buying commercials on our own network, yeah. the NFL network, with that money. Like, there's a lot of things. Like, you know, but whatever. You know, the NFLPA, you're a bunch of gutless, spineless clowns. I don't know what it is. I've always found this to be amazing, Cam, that the two toughest dudes, and, you know, well, hockey notwithstanding, because hockey yeah. players, and we can get into the argument of lacrosse and everything, but where I'm going, yeah. my point is football players, big, tough, tough dudes, tough, tough. Julius Peppers and J.J. Watt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Big, Monsters. Tough, big, tough men. UFC fighters, tough, tough, tough dudes. Tough. You know what I mean? Cut a cut a UFC fighter off like for a parking spot. Tell them no, you know, push them. Yeah. Tell them off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Tell you know get get in an elevator, give him a dirty look, and say, "What are you gonna do?" Right? And what happens? He's gonna kick the living shit out of you. Correct. Yet, this big tough UFC fighter walks into a room and gets bitch slapped by Dana White and a couple of guys in suits in a Vegas office. These football players might be tough enough to beat the shit out of their girlfriend, but they're not—they're uh, not tough enough to tell the NFL owners, "Well, you're going to stop playing me and stop ripping me off." Yeah. It's amazing to me that the two physical sort of tough guys are the, are the biggest, ones that get scammed the most the by biggest, their associations. Yeah, they're the biggest pushovers. Maybe it's because they're dumb. I mean, I'm I'm just being. I was just throwing it out there. Yeah. Well, UFC fighters aren't the smartest people in the to, world. To fight for a living, it's. That, and I'm not saying I'm not racket. generalizing all of them because there lot yeah. there are some smart ones. There are some. Some of the biggest degrees. goons in hockey were actually the smartest guys, Stu Grimson and, and yeah, and but such. but for the most part. Yeah. No, I know you're. I know you're coming. From. For the most part, how intelligent is the average NFL player? Not very. I'm not thinking. Few of the linemen. You know the center. Yeah. There's a few. Josh Allen is going to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. I wouldn't trust this kid to change my tire, like let let alone do anything of significance besides throw a football. You know, like Fitzpatrick uh, went to Harvard. He did. <laughs> There's a few Ivy Leaguers there. Didn't stop him from throwing, from throwing picks. Yeah, no matter how smart you are. Yeah, Cam, the, him being an Ivy Leaguer didn't stop him from screwing you and me over in that oh, Sunday in Kansas City. That Kansas City, Kansas City Jets. Jets game was one of the worst uh, beatdowns ever. You threw six interceptions. I think it was seven, Gabe. I think it was six. Was it six? I thought it was seven. But anyway, could, yeah, it was I'm a lot. Six. 
I thought it was seven. Someone tuning in will correct yeah, us. Yeah, correct us. I it might be. I thought it was seven, but a lot of them were in the red zone. It was awful. I'm actually surprised about the the poll question and, and the results. I thought they'd be more keep playing it. So the poll question is: Should they just play the national anthem at international sporting events? Yes. Or keep it in pro leagues as well? And I uh, got 31%. We've had uh, 152 uh, votes in like the last uh, couple minutes. About uh, the last 45 minutes or so. Um, keep playing it, 31%. Keep it as it is. 44% say international events only. I like it. And I suggest it as well. Super Bowl slash big games. Yep. AFC Conference Championship game, NFC Conference Championship Get, game. Super Bowl. You get three. I'm with, it's actually or, true. Or do like the NBA does. Play the anthem at like 1245, man. If you want to be Johnny Respect, show up and stand there and salute it. Yeah. Like if you know what I mean? But what's going to happen now, the NFL, you just made something. Out of nothing. We talked yeah. about it. It was a dead issue. Yeah. You just, like it was, now, hey, don't let, it's like you poked the, oh, you, yeah. po- you poked the bear. The and, bear was sleeping. And now, like, hibernating. now every time a player comes out, what happens if a player is just taking a dump? What happens if a player came right before yeah. the game? It's like, oh, man, I'm going to be out there for two and a half hours in the first half here. I, you, you know, know what? And, and playing a sport right without before, many people, a lot of guys do that oh, stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah. Trust right. me, you've been in they big games wait. before. A lot of guys, it's like. I've had my goaltender in, like, hockey game. Oh, my God. No, a lot like, of guys, geez. they'll wait to the last yeah. second. Yes. When I was a goalie, I used to do that. Yep. Like, 30, a minute before I knew I was going out, I'd be like, all right, one last piss here because I ain't pissing myself out there. Exactly. So, it's like, exactly. So, NFL players camp. What, I'm just saying, you're taking a dump, and it's like, you know, all right, three minutes, you got to be on the sidelines. It's like, yeah, yeah, I'll be there in a minute. I got I to go to the bathroom for a second here. You come out of the tunnel after, people are like, hey, Stuart, you unpatriotic son of a bitch. You don't respect the anthem. You were taking a dump. You know what I mean? Wasn't the first part of the conversation if you're, so, you could stay in the locker room? Wouldn't yeah. you just stay in the locker room then? Yeah, yeah. And but, then come out just before the game yeah, but and run out. Yeah, but now every guy that stays in the damn locker room is going to get harassed when he comes out of the tunnel, yeah. and they're going to get booed when they come out of the tunnel. Which is bullshit. Because people are going to say, what the, oh, you don't like the flag, you don't like yes. this. Hey, that's yeah. what, what were you doing in the tunnel? It's not good, man. And then, like I was saying, you're going to have innocent dudes who wasn't, you know, weren't trying to avoid the anthem, who football players... Oftentimes. Now, it's interesting. Years ago, the weather was so bad, and uh, they wanted to get the game on TV, so they bypassed the national anthem. Not a single complaint. It's a big deal now, buddy. Yeah, because it's politics now. Just call this the Trump rule. DFS coming up next. 